You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another shift on the Geek's Watch. Today, we are talking about The Great Episode 7, I believe. Right, Mitch? That is correct. All right, take it away. Episode (laughs) 7, we... Why does it feel like we've been watching the show forever? <laughs> it's a long show. Halfway through the episode, I was like, I'm close to the end, right? No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Not even close. Not close. Not close at all. Real quick, I mean, Mitch. It's not that I'm not enjoying it. It's just, it feels like we've been watching the show for so long. And I don't know if that's it's- a mixture of the, how this show is made and then also being time the time of Corona. It's just... <laughs> It's I corona think the time. corona is skewing everything and making it seem like time is still. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it's like to be the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, episode seven of The Great on Hulu, season one, a small pox, no, a pox of hope. That's what it's called. Yes. Uh, this episode was so hopeful. It's true. <laughs> I don't think hope belongs anywhere in the, this show. Like ever, like the, the word hope doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into that more after we talk about our week's watch. So, Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So, this week I watched last week. Yeah. John Oliver? No. Um, we watched Ghostbusters at a drive in movie theater. That's right. Because we're cool. But no, that no, was no. yeah. It was the anniversary episode, so yeah, uh, episode. It was July first. <laughs> they were they wanted to do uh, Ghostbusters Day June 9th. and yes. unfortunately, our country decided to start up yet its third iteration of a meltdown in <laughs> the year. And I hate trilogies. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there were other more important things going on in the country, yeah. and they moved it back to July. First. first. So, so July 1st in drive drive in theaters across the country um they were showing Ghostbusters from 1980 what is it John 1984? 84, yes. I was there when it premiered. Were you 4? Yes, I was. <laughs> so your parents were one of those people that brought children to the theater. Uh, no, my parents were not around a lot, so my uncles just had to do stuff with me, and I'd go with them to the movies. Okay. No, I, I like this. I like On that this. happy note, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch and I drove, went to the drive-in, and we watched 
Ghostbusters on it was not the greatest way to watch that movie. It was, I do love the movie. It's but, a good it's a good movie, but yeah, that was not a good <laughs> experience overall. <laughs> I mean, not a good experience. Well, it was located in an area with a lot of because it was located in a metropolitan area. You had a lot of radio stations, and since you had a lot of radio stations, the frequency they chose was really close, if not overlapping, with another radio station. So just about every 15, no, every 10 minutes, you would hear part of a popular song of the day pop into the middle of the dialogue of Ghostbusters, and it was very... Upsetting. (laughs) And of course, the volumes were not compatible. So not only did you have it cut in, you had it cut in really loud. Really loud. Yeah. (laughs) So you could be sitting there watching Dan Aykroyd make a goof of himself, and then all of a sudden, a Jonas brother shows up and you start (laughs) hearing about, you know, Cake by the Ocean. (laughs) Sure, Cake by the Ocean. But in any case, it was still fun to go sit and watch a movie someplace other than the house. So that was nice, and it felt good to still be able to do that social distancing. So overall, worthwhile experience. Not the best way to watch Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) But, however, we were part of making Ghostbusters number one at the box office that week. (laughs) (laughs) Ghostbusters from 1984 was number one in the box office for the 4th of July weekend of 2020. Awesome. Put it in the books. No asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) No explanation. (laughs) Uh, I mean, when was the last time anybody else watched Ghostbusters? Never. Well, I'm pretty sure I watched it. Wait, Wait you've you never seen Ghostbusters? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry, John. <laughs> yeah, it's very important what you were about to say. But <laughs> John, John, take, it, take, take it away, John. No, nope. uh-uh. you can just drop the next bomb on everybody. <laughs> are you ready? No, 100% I serious. My time to uh, Stephen here. I, I, I give up my time. I relinquish my time. Wait, no, wait. Does, <laughs> does that work this way? Does Naima know that you haven't seen Ghostbusters? <laughs> she probably hasn't seen it either. Are you kidding me? This is not what we're talking about. Wait, but have you seen what? the Ghostbusters 2016? Yeah, I liked it. I <laughs> That's the new title for that movie. What is it? 2016? Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, um, And that's actually a good movie, John. It's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, yeah. I like Kate McKinnon yeah. a lot. My issue yeah, with it was the, the Ghostbusters special effects. That was my problem. Not Ghostbusters. Uh, Goosebumps special effects. Yeah, that true. was my problem. But as far as everything else goes, it was fine. Uh, no, no, no. You're trying to get us off topic, topic. here, Stephen. <laughs> Why have you not gone back to watch this movie, especially after you watched the 2016 one? Yeah, that movie looks like doo doo, guys. <gasps> How does it look like doo doo? It looks bad. I, I like that. Way? I like that time period of humor. I love spies like us and everything, but everything I've seen from Ghostbusters, I'm okay. Yeah, no, I'm gonna strap you down and fucking Clockwork Orange make you watch the movie. <laughs> Try to catch me. Don't like it. It doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> if he likes it or not at this point. <laughs> I never seen Clockwork Orange either. I saw the episode of uh, of All Real Monsters where they did that to Oblina though. They strapped her in and they op- they like strapped her eyes open and whatnot. Seen that? Okay. okay. Oh, is that what that's? Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Jessica, you can't see her because it's a podcast, but she's literally dying <laughs> just from upset. I just, all, I've seen so many movies, read so many books, all these different things. I said, nah. <laughs> no, you need to have shame on this. You can't walk mm-hmm. away. Nope, this one's great. I watched Naruto instead. And that's not a, an acceptable wow. answer. It's not acceptable. Okay. Okay. For more than one movie, I should know. I've had to watch a lot this year. (laughs) I I have a little bit of time now, so maybe at some point, twenty years from now, I'll go watch Ghostbusters. I hate you. I I just do another change for it. Yeah, we'll do another. So many spots on my list, Stephen. You don't even know. Say again. (laughs) Say again, John. (laughs) You just moved up so many spots on my list. I moved up. Yes. What kind like of list? Higher? Is this, <laughs> yeah, is this like a kill list? Because I don't want to be on that list higher. Well, everybody's on it. Just so you know, there's different degrees of importance I give to people. So there's urgency now with you. So, like, as in, <laughs> yeah, this still sounds like a kill list. <laughs> Jesus. We should not be discussing this. This, this makes it premeditated. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, let's just say there's many ways it can happen. <laughs> that's not helpful it's even worse that's not helping your case well, okay, where, where to look first when <laughs> John hey, or Corona is being attributed to lots of things right now I'm just oh no no one has to try to kill me Listen, the amount of caffeine I've taken in and the amount of salt that I've eaten over time it's going to be the salt that'll take me down no one else has to do anything at this point you feel okay. like getting some potato chips right now no I had grilled cheese <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, we got to move but, on to the next thing now. Yeah, how was your guys' this week's watch? <laughs> <laughs> Steven, it is now your turn. What is it on your week week's watch? So I went ahead and I decided to watch some good things on TV. Um, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I went and I watched. Um, th- there was a, a new anime that got put onto Netflix. Uh, I, I'm uh, so tired of everybody talking about anime. It's uh, it's an animated no. anime series based off of a book from 1973, um, no. called uh, Japan Sinks, and this one no. is Japan Sinks 2020. And oh boy, let me tell you, this is a downer of a series. Uh-uh. I saw the trailer for it today, and I was like, "Really? You got that out now?" Over the the whole series, like, there's no part where they're like, "Hey, like, it's been really rough. We're gonna give you like a little bit of a reprieve from things." No. No, the whole series is like, we're really sorry about that person who died the last episode. Anyway, here's this person. And when they kill somebody, they just die. There's no like, ah, I sacrificed myself to save somebody. Uh-uh. Nope. They die and their death is meaningless. And it just happens and there's no going back on it. You just hear like a whoomp behind them and that person has fallen. Like they, they fell and they died and it's poison gas. Oh. <laughs> um, other than that... Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I started watching um, the new J.G. Quintel CD, uh, series on HBO. Uh, it's the, the guy who made Regular Show in the past. Um, it's it's Regular Show, but for the people who watched Regular Show, like what, like a decade ago now at this point almost, um, uh, the people in the house, it, it's your regular kind of like animated comedy kind of thing, oh, but with the like amped up to a letter. Say again? What was the name of this? Close Enough. Yeah, close enough. It's the one with Jason Mandukas, right? Yeah, and he's great. He's a fantastic part of the series. 
Um, but no, yeah, like the the whole thing for it is there's a there's a couple. They have a five year old daughter, and they also live with two other adults that are divorced. And hijinks ensue. Like, if any of that and the regular show sounds good, get on over there. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of the regular show or uh, with Adventure Time. Like, this stuff does not look good to me. So, this didn't look good to me. Yeah. In no, that. It, if you didn't like regular show, this is not for you. <laughs> it's the exact same kind of like, it's like this happens and then this happens. So, crazy things happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And that, I mean, that's just everything in regular show. And the series continues that. It is a little bit more grounded because, I mean, they're normal humans versus like anthropomorphic animals, like right. regular show had. But Which still. Is a sparrow and a raccoon. Yeah. What yeah. shows are you all watching? A more animated shows. Don't you? <laughs> this is Steven. He only watches animated shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I watched, uh, well, I watched a lot of things this week, but. Um, the other main thing I wanted to talk about that I watched I was I started <laughs> no, no, no Ghostbusters, no time for Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, the, the other thing I watched was actually I began Doom Patrol. Oh, really? The first yeah. season? Yeah. And did you go into the second season? Because they start they started the second season. No, when I say I began, I'm almost done with the first episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I take it you didn't you didn't enjoy it. No, no, I like it so far. I was watching it like right before when I was making grilled cheese that I ate oh, okay. during the podcast. <laughs> you literally just started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first, but, uh, I enjoyed the first season a lot, and that you know that was when it was still just DC Universe. Now it's uh, an HBO Max show, and I assume that's where you're watching is on HBO Max. Yeah, I was uh, already there. Yeah, the season, second season, I I hope is going to be good. And I'm sure that's going to be. They might even have more money now that it's on HBO Max. So hopefully that helps it. I don't know if they're going to have more money. I think WB is just spreading their stuff around right now to all the services. Because Doom Patrol can also be watched on Rooster Teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. They're just well, putting things they, everywhere. I think they did. They put it on YouTube also. I mean, it makes sense at this point. If you but, if it's not tied to anything in particular, put it all over the place. But I think they're good. I mean, I, I think they're getting rid of DC Universe as an app coming up here pretty soon. I agree. I think a lot of that stuff is actually going to be shifted over to Rooster Teeth right now because that's kind of that. Does Warner Brothers own Rooster Teeth? They do. I did not know that. Yeah, and that that new Transformers animated series that's going to Netflix is a Rooster Teeth production as well. That's oh, that's. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I don't know. I I like the Rooster or the Rooster Teeth, um, the Doom Patrol series. It's pretty good. Good. Right, well, I hope you like it by the time you get to the end of the first season. Yeah, we'll see if I stick with it. <laughs> So your your two your Doom Patrol and closely enough is on HBO Max, and where was the Japanese Japan Sings twenty twenty? Um, yeah, Sings twenty twenty. That that one is on Netflix. Netflix, and okay. it is rough. If you if you need any happies, uh-huh. don't watch that. It's all full of sads. Uh-uh. I think I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely best. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. Jessica, what did you watch this week? Uh, not a lot, but I managed to read and watch The Old Guard. Oh, nice. So the movie yeah. already, the movie came out today as we the day we're recording. Yes, I I pretty much just finished. Is that when I interrupted earlier? Yeah, it is exactly what you interrupted. Um 
uh, still kind of fresh. Review. I liked it. I, I liked both of them. They did a change from the comic to the movie, and and it should be known that the the writer of both the comic and the movie is the same. It's Greg Ruka. So he wrote the comic, and he also wrote the screenplay. Um, but he changed an aspect of it that I don't quite agree with. And now it's something that maybe is introduced in the second volume because the first collection of the old guard is available now. I don't, I don't think the second collection doesn't come out till later this year. So maybe it happens in the later volumes, but um, I can't talk about it because it's a huge spoiler and that's what's driving me nuts. (laughs) 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 I just didn't enjoy the change and I have a good reason why. So maybe once it's been out for a few weeks, I'll actually say why, or at least tell you guys once you guys finish reading it but other than that um the comic's really good um i don't read a lot of comics but this one is actually one that i couldn't stop reading and i've really i'm waiting for the second volume to come out and i might just might purchase like the smaller individual series too maybe but um instead of waiting for the whole collection uh the art style it's leandro fernandez that does the art for the comic and it's kind of sort of bulky kind of style um but it is really cool there's a lot of cool weapons in it um the gore is like great uh the gore of course is toned down on the movie but um i don't think they could show half of what the comic shows just would have been way too comical of gore when it comes to an actual movie um the characters stay the same their background stays relatively the same between the two but I just seriously cannot get over that one change, but um, but they they had quite a few scenes that were exactly like word for word from the comic and how it looked and everything. And um, the acting in it is really good. Charlize Theron, she's utterly amazing. I love her and pretty much everything she does, and she leads this movie really well. And it was it was good. I I have questions about this comic. Yes, there's been a trend with things that Skydance has done in particular, Mm -hmm. where someone seems to have an idea and they want to make it into a movie and they Mm -hmm. tell them, make it a comic first. And then we get to say it was based on a comic and people will watch it more. Hmm. A lot of times you'll see something where even like the face shapes of like the people that they have in the comic are like, you kind of seem to have known who you were going to cast for this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that in like, um, for example, uh, oh man, I forget the name of it. It was a, uh, there was a Robert Kirkman series recently. Um, <clears throat> they were like, there's in, in the Robert Kirkman series, there's like two universes, um, and they they bounce back and forth. But in that comic, it seems very clear to me who they're trying to cast for these roles. Okay. And okay. I, it seems like they like simultaneously set up the comic and started the production on the movie at the same time. Probably could have, because this comic started in 2017. And like, as far as I could tell, it didn't have a giant backing in order. Like normally when you like get something that's so popular, you turn into a movie. It takes years of a time to get it to that point. So this does seem like there was, it coincided with each other. I would agree. I, don't know. I mean, they changed the characters' appearances slightly, but like, it's not like when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, that's Charlize Theron." But I don't generally do that anyway. I mean, but um, the, most, the most important character stayed the same, and that's the axe. 
So that's that's all I'm Yeah. Oh, which that's gorgeous. It's just such a beautiful weapon. <laughs> yeah. Well, Greg, Greg Rucka is a pretty prominent write, comic book writer. He's mm-hmm. written a lot of comic books, so I don't know if... Yeah, I think when I was looking it up, it said he did a Wonder Woman, and I can't remember what else, but that was the one that stuck out to me. Yeah. Uh, the director of the movie is Gina Bl- Prince-Blythewood, and she was at one time attached to do the um, Black Cat um, mm. Sable movie. Yeah, for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't she I don't think she is anymore, but I don't even think that movie's going anymore. Um, yeah, but he also directed so- Love and Basketball back in the two in two thousand. Huh. Well, I do hope that this movie's popular enough to get her some gain because I actually thought it was fairly well directed. It was a pretty good movie, just other than that one change. But <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of understand the change. I think my problem with it is it was something that when I was first reading the comic, I thought would happen, but didn't happen. And I think the fact that it happened in the movie, it kind of annoyed me because I liked unpredictability. So it was like, why would you just make the story more predictable? But that's, eh, that's, that's all right. The, the bad guy is kind of cliche. When it comes to when you're dealing with immortal warriors, the bad guy is, of course, somebody that's from Big Pharma that wants the secret of immortality. Like, that's just kind of, yeah, that would be your bad guy kind of thing. But other than that, it's the writings. It's fairly interesting story. The characters are developed pretty good. So I highly recommend both the comic and the movie. Cool. So that is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And, uh, available for anybody who has that streaming service. The the comic that I thought it was clear who they were going to cast for the stuff was Oblivion Song, by the way. <clears throat> ah, okay. Who do you think is the person they drew in that? It's been so long since I read it. I'm like flipping through it right now to figure it out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I read... Um, oh, man. Now, now I'm blanking. It's the guy who wrote Wanted and... Uh, the But the book that I... Well, in Wanted... They drew uh, the main character as Eminem, and they drew the main the female character in that as as uh, Jada Pinkett. And but the people what? they got, the, yeah, in the one, the movie obviously went to James McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy and uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, completely different. Was that writer um, Brian K. Vaughn? No, it's not Brian K. Vaughn. It's. It it's Mark Millar or Mark Miller. That's yeah, I, do, I, I always want to say Millar too. Yeah, and when they ask him that in interviews, they, he says it's whatever people call it. Like <laughs> I, I've heard him say Miller, so it's. I, but but it's it, but there is an A there, so people want to say Millar. Um, it's, he's Scottish, so. <laughs> uh, but no, in the book Nemesis that he wrote, uh the main character is a sheriff of this county and the guy looks like, um, Aragorn. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen. Thank you. They're just like an older version of Viggo Mortensen. So hmm. I always thought that would have been a good one. Uh, okay. John, you're, I mean, unless Jessica, did you have more? Uh, no, I kind of sort of tried to watch the, very original Swiss Family Robinson movie on Disney Plus, but I did not like it at all, so I only paid attention to like half of it. But <laughs> <laughs> I much prefer the 
newish -er one. I don't know. There's one that came out that's black and white. I think it was filmed in the 1940s. And then there's the colored one that probably everybody knows as the original Swiss Family Robinson movie. Yeah, this black and white one was dramatically different in character. So. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Giancarlo uh, Esposito. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see Giancarlo okay. Esposito in that in that image. Yeah, I'm trying to find more. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, John, what did you watch this week? All right, so I took advantage of the fact that I'm childless right now. What? And <laughs> she died. I mean, really extrapolate on that so that people don't get worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my child is with her mother for the foreseeable future. So. Her mother died? She joined her? <laughs> You're not helping, Stephen. No. <laughs> they're, they're in a better place right now, Phoenix, Arizona. I don't think that's much better than <laughs> here. It's not much better than here. It's <laughs> the worst place here, I can verify. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I took advantage and I watched all the things. Uh, I'm not going to comment too heavily on all of them, but I will mention the little journey I took. So you can kind of see the progression that I followed. Um, so the first thing I wanted to watch was Hamilton because I caved in to peer pressure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, throwing away your shot. You watched it. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was everything they said it was and more. It was incredible. Um, but that left me in a mood for musicals. So I ended up watching Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> and then that gave me like a weird like. Uh, suddenly Seymour, uh, Rick Moranis, you know, like, vibe. So then I went and watched Spaceballs. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> quite the rabbit hole. And then while I was on Netflix, uh, I was browsing uh, Facebook, and one of our mutual friends, Mike Santos, from the uh, Football Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, commented, said, hey, who would be your celebrity, like, hall pass? And I couldn't think of anyone, and for some reason, I thought of Aubrey Plaza, so I posted her on there. And I decided to watch one of her movies because I'm like, if I'm going to put her as my hall pass, I might as well, you know, watch her work. And that led me to a weird rabbit hole as well. You didn't watch Ingrid Goes West, did you? No. Oh, okay. But, that would have made sense for this, the situation he had put her up yes, for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I will tell you what I did watch, though. So it turned out to be a really weird kind of three-way or trilogy. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> trilogy by accident um okay. so <clears throat> i ended up watching a child you have a lot of time <laughs> it's Seriously. true like i don't even know what to do right now i'm looking for things to watch right now oh and i also finished love death and robots amazing that should have its own separate overtime anyway uh so i watched uh life after beth okay which is a 2014, I believe, uh, Aubrey movie. Plaza, Dane DeHaan, zombie rom-com, sort of? Yep. Wow. Yeah, kind of. And uh, that had a lot of interesting people. And it had John C. Riley, um, the dude from Mad About You. What's his name? Paul Reiser. Paul, Paul Reiser. Uh, Molly Reiser. Shannon. Of course, Dane DeHaan. Anna Kendrick. I mean, it had a lot of, like, Matt Goobler. I was like, wow, this is kind He's... of a big cast for like kind of like a nothing movie. I, I think they're so like, handsome. The guy that plays Gary I mean... or Jerry from uh, Parks and Rec, I think, has a cameo <laughs> in it also. <laughs> Gary Gurgich. Yes. Yeah. So... Steven, did you were you talking about uh Matt Goober? Yeah, Matthew Gray Goober. Very handsome. 
I mean, he used to be a model before he was on Colonel Mines. So. But he still does it. He's still in Aldo ads. Yeah. He's still in what ads? Aldo. Aldo. Oh, the, the supermarket? No, that's Aldi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a clothing brand. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry, John. Oh, believe you me, he is Aldi. <laughs> I did it for you, John. Where were you on that one? Come on. Awesome. So... <laughs> So moving on to the next movie that this made me watch, I watched another Aubrey Plaza movie, this one called The Little Hours. This, this one I don't know. This is a weird movie. It's uh I guess it's sort of a comedy based on an actual like ancient manuscript or something that takes place in the 14th century. Like Aubrey Plaza, uh Alison Brie and Katie Kate Micucci. Uh, yeah. They all play nuns in this convent in the middle somewhere in uh, Eastern Europe, and um, John C. Riley plays the like the local priest or father, I guess. Molly Shannon is the head nun, and Paul Reiser also has a cameo in it. I'm like, wow, there's like a really weird overlap with this movie. I was gonna say, did you sure you just didn't watch the same movie? No, <laughs> but they're very different movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I and, feel like. Uh, Dave Frankel's also in this one too. He plays like a like a I guess a farmhand, I guess. Well, um, I'll agree. And yeah. uh, it's it's really bizarre. Uh I guess from what I read in IMDB, because I had to look up some trivia on this, I'm like, this is a weird movie. Um uh, <laughs> they essentially just had a rough outline and they had everybody just improvise the dialogue. Oh, so there was no real story. They just kind of like ran with it. Was it any and kind of good? It was I mean, it had its moments where it was funny, for sure, so no. but it was weird. So no. and this, this is no plus a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worth the watch if you have nothing else to watch, apparently. And if uh, Aubrey Plaza is on your list. has Ghostbusters to watch. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> uh, you think I'm going to watch it. If you have between Ghostbusters and this, what would you choose? I, I, I like the other actors more, so probably that <laughs> one. <laughs> So finally, for this uh, unintentional trilogy, <laughs> Stephen, you've broken Mitch. You broke. <laughs> Firefly was still bad too. That I, wow. that I agree with. <laughs> Star Wars is bad too, guys. I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs> but you're just taking pot shots at everybody now. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the bar. Like this is the old west. I'm going out, <laughs> swinging doors, and just bap, 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 bap. <laughs> Keep going, John. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw a chair. Well, the last one that ties into all this only so tangentially. Uh, I ended up watching the Disaster Artist afterward. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And that one was also interesting because it also has a weird overlap with Alice Brie and Dave Franco. So I'm like, this is there. There is like a continuity, even though they have nothing to do with each other. Um, I mean, so Alison Brie okay. and Dave Franco are married. Indeed. Yes, I found this out in the uh, IMDb trivia. I did not know this at the time. Oh, so. you didn't know this? Okay. No, I was like, okay, cool. I, I went through quite a thing here, and uh, probably not going to have this opportunity again once uh, my child comes back from the afterlife. So <laughs> I'll have to take advantage while I can right now. I might even go rewatch Ghostbusters twice after this, just to make up for Steven's lack of, you know, taste. I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> I'll watch the the real Ghostbusters with you though. That sounds great. Actually, like the, the cartoon is really damn good. Yep. Yeah, that was a good show. You'll watch the cartoon, but you won't watch the movie. 
I think we've established this. <laughs> so wait, no. I, wait a second. Do I have my count right? John, did you watch seven movies this week? I think so. Well, I mean, one was a musical. I mean, Hamilton's an opera. Yeah. It's an opera. Okay, John. I, I, I don't want to hold anything up here, but John, what was your favorite song out of Hamilton? Out of Hamilton? Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know if you'd consider it a song, but I just really liked the, the rap battles. I don't know if they had names or not, but, but especially... The cabinet the, meeting. Yeah, I mean, when, when Hamilton uh, mocks, you know, pulling King Louis' head out of a basket to ask it if he wanted some help, yeah, I'm like, like the hair. damn, that's cold. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Thank you. Spoiler alert. Right, wait till we everybody win. watches this, this <laughs> thing and I don't have to hear about it ever again. I, that's how I felt after Last Ghostbusters came out. <laughs> Everyone just stopped talking to me about Ghostbusters. No one's ever going to stop talking about Ghostbusters. It's the best thing in the world. <laughs> if I don't know how to tell you this. People it's aren't not- talking about thinking about Hamilton either. They will. They're not talking about Wicked. Yeah, he's got really? you there. Oh, yeah. Wicked? Yeah. That's a good point. However, Hamilton is better than Wicked. So. Yeah, it is. <laughs> also, it's okay. Like well, then I guess it's my turn. <laughs> what did you watch uh, this week, Mitch? If you really want to find broken. out where all the different things that John watched are, uh, I would suggest hitting him up on Twitter. I believe he did say it while he was going through it, but there was a lot there. There was a lot there. <laughs> it was like a mixture of Amazon Prime, Stars, HBO, and Netflix. It just you know you should you, if you get, if you have another journey like that, you should really live tweet it as you're going. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll have to start tweeting stuff now when I'm watching this. The stuff like what the hell is Brie Larson doing as a nun in the 13th century? Yeah, the we all need <laughs> to know. That's timeline. You're describing the movie timeline. <laughs> okay. Uh, um what did I watch this week? Okay. Uh Future Man. Has anybody watched this? It's on Hulu. A little That's bit. That's one with PETA? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who was also in the disaster artist? Yes, he, was. he was in the disaster yes. artist, right? Yeah. So, uh, it is the third season. I finally got around to watching the third season. I'd, I'd seen the first and second season. Uh, I believe the third season came out around December of last year. Uh, but to finish it off, it, it has a lot more Seth Rogen in it. Or, yeah, he becomes a main character in the third third season because he is a producer of the show. And mm-hmm. into the second season, there's a, it's a lot of wacky time travel stuff. They throw around time travel tropes a lot. At one point in time, uh, there is an alternate uh, universe version of Osama bin Laden, and uh, yeah, he they're like friends, but not so much, and it's all very weird and and weird, funny, and really the best part of the show for me is uh, Eliza Coop playing Tiger. Is that her name? In uh, Wolf, the other guy, Corey Wolf. Uh, is the other character in it. They're both from the future. They're the ones who came back to the past to recruit Josh Hutcherson's character to uh, save the future from in a very much a last starfighter way because he plays a video game, beats the video game. It's a, it, it goes to the future and tells them that he beat the video game and they come back from the future to, to recruit him. 
<laughs> if you like that kind of comedy, um, it's 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 a good one. The f- first two seasons are great. The se- third season, it's not so great, but it's a good way to end it. Oh, is it the end of the series? Yeah, the, it's, the third season was the last season. Mm. Hmm. Trilogy. Yeah. Three seasons. Uh, Tiger is Lisa Coop and <laughs> Derek Wilson plays Wolf. And yeah, good stuff. Any, I take it no one else has seen it. Nope. No one else cared to see it. Only I, I watched like one episode. I wanted to watch it, but I have yet to watch it. So there's that. But it's okay. got that. It's got that handsome short boy Peter Malark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure he he if if that's the character he'll be known for the rest of his life, he'd probably be happy about it. For Peter? Sure. Part of a major movie franchise. You see how that worked out for Taylor Lautner? No, that's just... I... It's true. <laughs> sure, I'm... he's crying into his monies. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. It's just how my brain works. I know fictional characters more than I know real people. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure Josh appreciates you saying that when he listens to our show. Because it deserves to be listened to. Because we're fabulous. <laughs> That's right. Like speaking of which, I want to thank you, Josh Hutcherson, for being a supporting Patreon member. Um, he actually brought us this topic today. Thank you so much for suggesting this one. Thank you. There you go. We're the first one to get the hundred dollar tier. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate you. If you want to become a supporting member, don't go to our Patreon. <laughs> not set up yet. <laughs> Uh, but I will get on that and maybe it will be done before we get out of COVID quarantine. So you have until 2024. (laughs) I said, maybe, uh, I also watched, um, Oh, I finally got around to watching the vast night. Uh, the rest of you talked about, or at least John talked about last week. Now, what was your thought on the endings? Do you understand why I was disappointed or felt that it was, uh, not one that I would appreciate. I have not watched this yet. I want to put this out there. I was I started it like three minutes before. The, I will the- not spoil anything, um, but I would also say that looking at Stephen's uh, comment in our group chat earlier of why it, that it only has two point five stars oh. out of five, I can see that a lot of people being upset at that ending, and that's probably the biggest letdown of the movie. The rest of the stuff visually is quite stunning like the way they film this this movie the way that they structure the story it's all pretty great um the one of the biggest issues i had with it though other than the ending is how difficult it is to see the main characters at least that's how i felt i don't know if it's the yes it's not like dark material but like they really did not light the scenes very well. And not only that, the first like 20 minutes of the movie is like a following camera on the two main characters. So you never really see their faces because the camera's always behind them. I'm, I'm going to be so upset about this because the, in the first scene where they're in like that basketball court, right? The one character, the character who's talking the most and smoking a cigarette. I keep Uh thinking, who is that right now? Who is his voice sounds so familiar and I keep waiting for them to show his face. Yeah. For the first 20 minutes, you're not oh. really going to get a good <laughs> look at his face. 
but let me tell you this now. It's not someone. I don't think it's going to be someone that you've ever seen before because I don't recognize him. Okay. Um, it is only ninety minutes long though, so that's very interesting. Um, other than that, like I did, I do. I really dug the movie. I just thought it was not as good as it could have been. But it's very. I didn't get the whole like. Since you saw the very beginning, the the television screen thing part of it you know like how it, it's like you're going into the television to watch it because that pops up again later and doesn't but it doesn't really have a resolution did you hmm. get that feel john um well i kind of figured they were trying to do something like oh we're watching something from that era you know so it's it's fiction within the world that we're being oh. presented I could understand that if it was just the beginning, but they go back to that kind of shot later on. This is true. They do use it as sort of like a bookend in a couple of spots. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the exact intent of it was. I still liked it. Um, but yeah, it can be a little bit confusing if you're not used to uh, unusual narratives like this. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple, there's a lot of like really technically sound like scenes and uh, of, of, I don't know if they're really one one shot takes or if they're faux one shot takes, but there's also like faux crane shots, like that you know that they didn't have an actual crane inside that that arena basketball arena that comes in from the outside and then goes up the bleachers and then goes spins around and then like it's it's all very cool looking. I, 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 it's probably steady cam. Review, um, that I posted on well, on our group chat earlier today, where they talk a little bit about the behind the scenes of how they filmed some of those, especially that really long shot that takes place across like the whole length of the town. Mm -hmm. Um, So not to kind of ruin things, but um, essentially they said that what they did is they did a lot of handoffs of the camera. Mm. And for that one really particularly long shot, they had the cameraman essentially right on his stomach on a go-kart. Mm-hmm. And that's how they covered that huge distance. And then when he got into the uh, basketball uh, court area, then somebody just took it off of the cameraman that was on the go-kart and then just started walking around with it. That's how he was able to kind of maneuver through the crowd. And then when you got to the bleachers, um, you notice that the camera kind of technically turns its back to the bleachers. And that's when it gets picked up by someone there. And then it just kind of gets like carried over uh, until it gets to the back end, and yeah, it's it was really interesting the way they talked about how they did that. It was all done practically. It That's was- my favorite kind of thing. Oh. Like, it just in general, there's those shots of like the guys that they'll be like alongside a car uh, with like some rollerblades on, uh, and they'll just like hold on to the car as the person gets into the car, and then when the car goes to like, actually take off with the person, they stick with the car, just holding on to it with the camera, and then mm. at some point they let go of the car and they just whoo, go off in two different paths. I live for this. (laughs) Yeah. So I think from a technical standpoint, it's really well done, but yeah, there's just a couple of minor issues that keep it from really being good. Right. Yeah. No, that's uh, definitely, it was a a really, a really cool watch, just an unsatisfying ending. Um, Last thing is I wanted to talk about was I started the first three episodes of the new unsolved mysteries on Netflix uh i know true crime things are all the rage right now and people love them uh but i and i don't usually tend to watch them myself 
but I had to go and watch this new series just because of the nostalgia factor of watching Unsolved Mysteries in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I like that they went like more international this time because like the third episode is, is completely uh, in French and it's all from this town. Was it Nanitz? Nanitz or something Nanitz, like that? Yeah. Uh, the story that happened in 2017, 2011, 2011, 2011 that I don't even remember. So it was, <laughs> uh, it was very interesting to watch the, however, the second, the, yeah, the second episode <laughs> has, Real weird. has a moment in it and I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but when, when one of the peop- talking heads on the show says it, you'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> And yeah, I would like to point out that this was the exact moment I came home and into the living room. <laughs> this scene, yeah. So it's a very, very uh, good show. Still, like, I mean, you, you, it even has a little homage to Robert Stack in the beginning during its credits, which is cool. Nice. Okay. Take it. No one else got a chance to watch any of the episodes. No. No. I want to though. Okay. Sounds good. We'll have to come back to it. Mitch, All right. I, I, I've, I've endeavored to figure out what movie to trade you for Ghostbusters by the next uh-huh. podcast. Set your clocks, everybody. Oh, no. Back <laughs> to the Future? I've seen Back to the Future. Clock no. Well, Clockstoppers would be a good one, though. I've seen Clockstoppers. I'm just going to make you watch The Golden Child again. I joke. <laughs> I like The Golden Child. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's get into talking about The Great. Season okay. one. Episode seven, a pox of hope. A pox of hope. So, I want to start everybody's favorite (laughs) scene from this episode. It all sucked. (laughs) It was a pretty. I mean, yeah, it was a rough episode, but like there were some pretty great scenes. You guys didn't like this episode. I don't like the show. (laughs) I mean. Listen, I'm I'm right there with you, but the cl- the farther we get from the first episode, the more I like it. Mm, yeah. Oh, it keeps digging a hole for me. Huh. <laughs> I'm trying to think what if there was a scene in this episode that I liked or not. I had a couple of them. So, I I particularly liked when Peter and Catherine were discussing the fact that he was planning on trying to kill her. Yeah, that was funny. That was it was just like, oh well yeah, no, I, I expected as much. It was it was a kind of refreshing um look into what at least I've always imagined actual royal marriages looked like then. Just I mean, because you were dealing with arranged marriages where most people didn't like each other and at some point or another like they despise each other usually and then they grow to accept and figure out how to rule together in some form or fashion. And it's just kind of like, well of course, yeah, it's water under the bridge. And then the following scene. Yeah, but that's only in like that must only be in royal arranged marriage. Then. Well, that's what I'm saying. Royal royal arranged marriages in the time period. Oh. Okay. And then the scene with Elizabeth, where she wants to embroider everything Catherine just said onto a pillow. When Catherine... <laughs> oh, I guess I did like the scene when uh, Elizabeth is explaining to Catherine that anybody can get you to orgasm like yeah. i could do it right now <laughs> Love is not and she's like Wait, no no thank you but no <laughs> I, I did like she was like shall i do it now <laughs> <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> I like, I like, 
it's i mean i like that she's like things still amaze like surprise her but then she is so quick to be like no I, i'm good be like just play along with it or you know make sure that you keep up the ruse of yes peter you are amazing and smart and funny in in the part with um like when she 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 has her uh time with peter in this episode um and she enjoys herself and everything did it seem like it was a a an entirely unknown sensation to her. Like this is the first time this has ever happened. Yes. That's what I got from that. Yeah. It doesn't happen with Leo. Yeah. (laughs) Well, apparently Elizabeth is the one who taught Peter how to do that, which I don't want to get into. I don't know. No, that was (laughs) it doesn't take practical apps. You don't have to like it's it's not like a lab or anything. (laughs) Like you don't have to like sign a waiver and then like get your hands in it or anything. Except well, last, it, last episode he was talking about a fig. What about yeah. the fig? Is it last episode Peter was talking about a fig and how it resembles the female genitalia? And Which so is that weird. That God wants us to. Yeah, so I mean, it could have just used visual aids. Okay. okay. And then, <laughs> but still, your aunt is teaching you. Yeah. Weird. Uh. You gotta learn. You you gotta learn some things from some people. Okay. And okay. Just like everybody else, you find porn in the in the woods somewhere, and that teaches you. Kids you will never what? have that happen ever again. Think about that. That's there's, true. That, there's, 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 there's no there's, there's no honestly, porn anymore. This is one of the least disturbing sexual scenes well, and ideas in this show. No, nothing's ever gonna beat having sex with a corpse. <laughs> it's well, true. Or, masturbating to a statue of your father. I had forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because every episode decides to try and trump itself. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that's a twofer right there. Yeah. Uh, so, but And then my final favorite was Catherine giving herself smallpox in, uh, in, vernacula- in, in vaccinating herself. Um, but, it's, I mean, I just had I don't know, I just had issue with that scene in general like i'm pretty sure that's not how the doctor would have recommended to do it but i don't no. think a doctor would have recommended any way oh. of doing that no yeah. it's true but like i'm talking about a, even a doctor now like you don't yeah. just cut yourself and then pour it in like it doesn't this, seem like yeah. Didn't, didn't she get it off the kid who had the more virulent version of the virus no, no. chekhov was collecting it from other uh infected corpses okay, okay. Now, I don't know if he was picking and choosing between the more fatal and the less fatal. I would hope he did. I don't have faith in that. Because at least in his conversation with Catherine, he seemed to know of the concept. Like, he wasn't going to put his medical career up for it, but he knew of the concept and how it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not happy that we're not going to have Vlad anymore in the show. This is very upsetting. It is very upsetting. Of all the people that I would I expected to die before yeah. it wasn't Vlad, no. No. And the That's fact that he gets to die a virgin. Right. <laughs> That's so. okay. Not that that's a big issue, but obviously it was an issue to him. Like Yeah. Yeah. He, he got a smooch. And yep, that's all he got. <laughs> he got a smooch and then realized he was about to die. Just so within a minute after. Yeah. 
And as as depressing as it was, I was highly entertained by Ch- Chekhov. Kind of reaction to being told Vlad was in the cabinet with smallpox, and he's just like, "Oh, okay, good. We'll just we'll just take the whole thing and burn it. It's fine." Yeah. Like, <laughs> Vlad's like, "Oh, I'm what? <laughs> okay." I mean, you kind of feel like maybe smallpox wouldn't be such an issue if everybody was a little bit more hygienic. <laughs> you feel like coronavirus wouldn't be such an issue if people just wore masks. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, and for some reason, knew how to wash their hands. Yeah. But so, in any case, let's, I guess we'll go back to the, unless anybody, does anybody else have a favorite scene or a scene they found entertaining? I like every time Orlo. someone what? Orlo Every being drunk. Okay. Uh, Orlo being drunk with the general, and mm. then totally spilling the beans. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Quickly not liking him anymore. Yeah. Orlo. Orlo. Yeah. Well, he was going to have a turn of character. We knew that from the last mm. episode. It's true. Uh, personally, I love anytime anyone's mean to Archie. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that in this episode. Oh it's, yeah, that's that's my favorite in Shut all up, of it Archie. so far. Yeah, <laughs> are you still fucking talking? <laughs> Did anybody else appreciate Archie and Mariel's exchange at the beginning of the episode regarding the artwork and Peacock's and his asshole? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like I like when she, when she uh, he goes to leave and she makes the pun and she's like, "Oh come on, that was a good one." That was a good one. <laughs> yep. Oh, a lot of good stuff regarding the artwork, especially when he kept looking at that one uh, painting of Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Rang a little close to home for him. <laughs> also, they they had the painting in there that inspired the entirety of the series Attack on Titan in there. Okay. Zeus painting. Or no, not Zeus. It's um, Kronos eating his children. Yeah, that was yeah. the one that inspired the entirety of that series. Mm-hmm. Wait, wasn't that also uh, the picture that showed up in The Outsider when they were looking up yes. ch- yeah. children? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that was one of them. It's very prolific. So, so it's painting. It's <laughs> yeah. So we start out this episode with a lot of new things: an artwork exhibit, a science exhibit, science fair, <laughs> a science oh, fair. God. <laughs> I, science fairs. I enjoy that he dove into that. He's like, I thought you would like it. And you know, you know what? Those things, the, the, things that he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the things that they're showing at the end of the day, that's essentially science YouTube. That's backyard science YouTube. <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> and like, like it's 100 percent that. People still get a vi- like a viable scientific. In like bit of information from it, the kid dying with the whole thing that part was fucked up. But the lighting farts on fire—they're teaching about methane. It's valuable. I mean, doing autopsies is highly useful, like showing internal organs. Yes, I I agree. I'm a little concerned about where they got the body, but not going there. Are you concerned? (laughs) People die here all the time. Like Uh this is the worst place to live. Still is. I do actually in this episode. I do quite enjoy the doctor, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just like, this is a heart. This is a heart with a bullet in it. This is a <laughs> liver. Like, and then I, he walks in later on. He still has bloody hands when he comes in to talk. 
there, were this, there had to have been a scene that was cut right there because why did he decide to show up in her her quarters? Like I haven't. Mario comes and grabs her, grabs her, and then they walk off, and then she finds out that Vlad's in there, and then all of a sudden the doctor walked in. I was like, why is the doctor here? I have a feeling Mario probably called the doctor or Catherine did once she realized what was going on. Yeah. And the doctor came after doing the autopsy, and that's why his hands were all bloody, and he was just... I, I feel like... I still I I agree with you, Mitch. Yeah. I agree okay. with you. Yeah. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm one of those people who's like, ah, mm, that person, they don't have a backpack anymore. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get... In between, we get the printing press, which mm-hmm. sells with funny pictures of Peter as a bear. Who is turned into a horse and a donkey? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I I liked he, he had a moment in in this episode where he makes excuses for people making the political cartoons and everything, and he's like, "It's important. We 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 take the pulse of the people, basically." And it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's actually making sense. He can logic his way into good things every once yeah. in a while. A broken yeah. clock right twice a day. <laughs> George ruined yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Question about how printing presses work? Not that fast, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was my understanding that like, you have blocks with yeah. you know, yes. fonts and so on. This looks like you just takes a drawing, put it under, and like stamp. Now you have like a hundred copies. I was like, yeah. it was it was real bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your core show is very much bullshit. So <laughs> that, that was then, one of my biggest issues also. Then there's the comment box. <laughs> oh, God. As soon as we rolled that out, I was like, it's my idea. It's a great idea. And I was like, oh, shit. This is going to do it. <laughs> it's going to be Did the end. appreciate that Grigor's like, I'm just going to slip this one in my pocket. Like, we're just going to... You don't need this one. <laughs> like, I just try. So I thought that was a very interesting scene. Okay. The him putting it in his pocket because the scene right before that is him talking to George in the bathtub saying, and he's, and she's like, well, you won. And he's like, you mean we won? Cause mm-hmm. he's not having sex with you anymore. Yeah. And then when you get to the scene where like he, he the, the idea that he was going for, like the one that he, he wants to, to, for, the king to, or the emperor to not to be with his wife anymore. This has to work out. So he's hiding the bad ones so that he is feeling loved by the people as opposed to not being filled by the people and needs to be loved by George. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know where Grigor is in all this. Like he's against his wife. Now that's the thing. He's yeah. not against Peter. He's against his wife. I understand that, but I also I still I still feel like he has feelings for Peter. I mean, they, they might still. I don't know which one he's jealous of. Is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I I I just think he like he's jealous of people not giving a shit about him in every way, <laughs> shape, and form. Like he he's in a love triangle that is essentially just a straight line between two other people. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is very true. This is very true. Did anybody else also appreciate that Catherine was all for the printing press and then she saw Leo's drawing of <laughs> horse fucking her? 
And I'm sorry, I don't care how much I love him. I would have slapped his ass for that <laughs> shit after a rumor went through that I had sex with a horse in the court. I would have slapped him. Now, However, not even how that's it was also interesting that Peter, like when even though he was all for, you know, that sure, let them draw their silly cartoons. And then when he's like, wait, did this upset you? I will stop it if it upset you. Like, what? where was this care? Yeah. <laughs> what? Four what? Ago, or even four minutes ago when she doesn't want all the servants burned alive. So right. that was weird, like a weird turn of character for both Leo and Peter. Like, yeah. Obviously, well, Peter's still terrible, but maybe yeah. Leo is also terrible. Peter said things at like three different occasions in this episode where he's like, this would make you happy. And not in a way that he's like, why are you mad? This should make you happy. It was like, I thought this would make you happy. Yeah. 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 No, like is, is Leo that boyfriend that does, you know, is, seems all great. And then all of a sudden, soon as things aren't working his way, like does something terrible. Yes. Like, that nice guy in your friend group that thinks he deserves you because you're such good friends and he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. That motherfucker. <laughs> we, we all know that guy. And if you're that guy out there and you're listening right now, you're mm-hmm. a wiener. <laughs> very attacked right now. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> where do you go from there, I Elizabeth? Don't know. I don't know where I go from here. <laughs> Cartoon. So, Archie. Archie this time gets beat by Catherine to, to the Emperor. <laughs> well, who won? That was a good one. Like, well, who won? Yeah. It's like, what, what was like, fun? If my wife beats you in a foot race, like she gets whatever she wants. That's <laughs> good. She's like, uh, of course, it, man. Right. Honestly, right? Seven layers of skirts. Um, As Hamilton told us, it's hard to have intercourse over four sets of corsets. (laughs) Sure. Some great writing in that musical. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it saved Mariel's life, though. So true. (laughs) (laughs) In any case. Archie tries multiple times to figure out how to get back into Peter's good graces, or at least back on solid footing. Money. Money. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, money seems to be a good trick, and then it seems to be that the only other way is for Catherine to fail. Mm -hmm. Because it's not until she's... I mean, the nail in the coffin was her inoculating herself in front of the entire court. Yeah. That's that's what gets rid of everything. I mean, Peter talks about getting rid of everything, but what does it is Catherine's actions. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought um, in the moment when Archie said the thing about them, that he was the one who brought the raven, but he, the, the dream was from God. I really thought he got him there. Yeah. And he planted a good seed. Oh, yeah. For his benefit, at least. Mm-hmm. So... Now, here's the next question. Now that we've seen how Archie and Catherine interact more closely mm-hmm. and the power dynamics there, and now that Orlo has spilled the beans to Vilamentov, he's not going to remember. Stupor, mm-hmm. I, 
somebody who's always drunk may remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my question is, do we see, where do we see things going from here? Cause we talked about both of them potentially being hazards and or help to the coup. Well, I guess here's the first question. Is the coup back on? Is the real coup yes. back on instead of a coup? Oh, yeah. I mean, she sees all that burning bodies out there over her, out, out her window. Yes. It's definitely back on. Okay. Anybody think it's not on? Anybody think she's just feeling defeated? I think there are four different coups and they're all on and there are <laughs> two of them are going like, to hit each other and break. So four different coups. Okay, now I'm curious. What are your what are the four coups you see? Uh, Pete, um, Grigor. He's got his own thing that he's doing. Where he's been the most successful so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like one on one assault. Um, um, uh, the the idea of the the court is going to rebel against Peter because I mean it's all fun in games, but there's too much back and forth. Uh, it's unstable. Um, and then past that one, obviously Catherine's, and then the the other one is just some other unknown party that I'm sure is going to pop up. You don't think Vilmentov okay. will like because he's always like criticizing his soldiering or his you know controlling the army, and then all of his men are getting killed because they're following the emperor's dumbass like strategy. Like maybe he he does a coup. A coup? Yeah, he's one, he's one of the 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 possibilities for that like unknown no. fourth one. Whether he actually does it or not, I don't know. I mean, but I do see him. Go ahead, John. In this one, Mario told Leo about the coup, right? In this episode? Did that happen here? I I think she he already knew about it from before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it must have been the last one. Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, which is surprised that he didn't write draw a cartoon about that, right? Yeah, about the coup? At least yeah. he had that much forethought. <laughs> I I would have been so mad. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, presuming that Catherine's attempted coup is still our main coup, who do you think her next recruit is? Oh, mm-hmm. That's fair. Do you think it's going to be an easy one, or do we think something major is going to have to occur for him to move? Because, I mean, at least when... Grigor was somewhat successful. Velmentov wasn't super sold on Catherine being empress. It's true. Yeah. And in charge. She kind of messed up on the last thing that we saw. Yeah. Maybe Orlo can convince him, though, with, uh, you know, if she comes up with better strategy for the army, mm-hmm. not just re- re- revert, retreat. Do you think she's learned enough over the last few episodes? No, not, mm-hmm. not that way. Yeah, I, I think the idea of... Um, I think Orlo is going to turn his mind more towards other types of concerns. Might actually come up with other strategies. Because, I mean, you got to figure the guy's got a mind for strategy. He's just not been using it in that way. Uh, and now he's like, ooh, I've killed. So he's not going to stay away from those matters now. Well, uh, he definitely needs to start becoming more useful here in in the very near future. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Do it. Okay. I'm going to say that Aunt Elizabeth is the one that ends up taking out Peter. 
for the good of the family. Yeah. Not, not, unless, not unless there's an heir. Not unless oh, Catherine is, is pregnant. Can I see oh, or yeah, Elizabeth doing that? See, and I don't even think if she's pregnant, I think she has to give birth and they have to see that it's a male heir. Yeah, I wouldn't. But I'm intrigued. I am intrigued by your bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, just the way that she's so like detached from things, except for when she had that reaction after you know seeing the battlefield. Um, but she had no qualms with taking care of Ivan, you know, dispatching him and being so nonchalant about it. Uh, I feel like she's just gonna up and decide. No, oh, I think uh, you know after she weighs the pros and cons, she's gonna decide Peter's the one that has to go for the good of everyone else. I'll take it. I'll bite. I don't think I. I It'd be interesting if it happened. I just don't think that she is for the people as more as she is for the family. Like, she's all about the royal blood. Well, it could be as a way of preserving the legacy of the family or the memory of it, if not the continuation of it. Make him a martyr? Also a strong possibility. Mm -hmm. A symbol that they can get behind and, you know, Catherine would carry on in his memory, so to speak, while you know, implementing her uh, views and politics. Okay. I'll take it. I, and I like the idea of the, like, martyring him. I'm separating it from all hist- historical versions of this stuff. Yeah. At Anybody this- else got some bold predictions? I'm still not going to watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> there are three episodes left in the season. Anything anybody wants to see in particular? No. <laughs> wow. All right. I want to see Steven watch Ghostbusters. I mean, you know are... what? Why don't Did you watch Hamilton? Steven, why don't you live tweet how much you hate it while you're watching it? Yeah, you could do that. I could I could do like a YouTube tutorial to learn After Effects a little better. So many things I can do with that time. I mean, you understand that it was made in 1984, right? Mm-hmm. So why don't you use technology from 1984 to make a better Ghostbusters did. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I've got the I've got the best eighties movie already like lined up. It's in my life as is. I need no others. I don't even want to know. I just I'm just so upset. It your heart, Mitch. You know. I know you love yeah. Golden Child. I get yes. it. <laughs> Better than Ghostbusters. Hey, the movie that was so good, they reused the same sword prop for the the what was it the the shadow? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Baldwin. Mm-hmm. You know. See, I, I'm really rooting for this Ghostbusters Hamilton trade because that definitely works for my benefit. <laughs> no, no, he'll have to watch Hamilton for something else. I don't no. have to burn myself on this one. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Jessica has an idea. <laughs> uh, no, you, I, you can get him there. You, you, like, you just tell him you won't marry him if he doesn't watch Hamilton. It's fine. <laughs> you hold all the cards. Honestly, right I don't. I don't know if that's like where I want to go because I also have to make you watch something, and I could change what I want to make you watch. Stephen. Oh, <laughs> I don't like this. I could. I, I don't like when you can team up. Illusion. Because I, I feel like you. I don't know unless you intentionally hate on Ghostbusters. 
I, I feel like you wouldn't hate on it as much as Mitch would hate on Hamilton if I made him watch it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I I I do like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, in, like in Rick Moranis, right? Yeah, Moranis, Sigourney Weaver. No, like know. honestly, all, all the parts of the movie are good. It's it's not the it's not their fault that the movie's bad. What's the fault? <laughs> like, what, I'm curious. Like, what do you think? I like it seriously. Well, yeah, just, like, what do you think is wrong with it? Out of like all the other '80s movies, uh, it, I just I don't know. Man. That, that movie, every scene I've ever seen for it, I got nothing. I don't enjoy anything they're putting down. I'm not picking it up. This, is, this, has, been, no, this has been the Geeks Watch. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> So nobody has anything that they want to see happen in the great before the end of the first season. I mean, I'd really like to see the coup actually take some physical steps towards a coup. I don't think I'm going to get it. And I think that we talked about this at the beginning of the the coming talking about this show. We are definitely getting a second season because yeah. I don't see this coup happening in the next three ap- episodes. So, <laughs> and I, I mean, think I'm going to be watching it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the look on everybody's faces. Oh, I'll watch it. I just... We might not watch it for this, so you could just binge it. Thank you. I'm going to finish watching Vacant Queen. I might as well watch this too. Oh, yeah. We need to finish Vacant Queen. It would need, I, need, I need to finish. It's been West canceled. Why three. do we have to watch it? Because we started. We it was started. canceled. It must be finished. Yeah, it, yeah, it was canceled. Yeah, they, they they are not bringing that back for the second season. No Shot, surprise. I know, right? <laughs> We're all stunned into silence. Steven, where can people find you on the internet? You can cross. Uh, you can find me across all social media as either Peppermint Gentleman or Peppermint Gent. Come at me uh, and find find me if you want to get any kind of like graphics or anything made. I have time this week. And also, like, gently ask him politely to watch <laughs> Ghostbusters. Do not get into a fight with him. It is uh, internet okay. is not a place to be angry at people. If you if you want to come and try to sass me about not watching Ghostbusters, nope. know, know that I'll respond in kind. Let's have a good time about it. <laughs> so sass him. His, his foot is down. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> Jessica, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. And John? I am also on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. And you're going to start live tweeting your movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll start, uh, especially when I watch the weird ones. <laughs> I want to definitely put some comments out there. Good. I love it. Elizabeth. You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. I am at Mitchapita GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media on Twitter. Uh, check out our website, geekelitemedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. Please rate and review our podcast on whatever podcatcher you use so that we can spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek Geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. 